Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez, and as always, my partner, Owen Evans, here in the house. Unfortunately, there's no Edwin. There's no El Jefe today, but we do have Mr. Peacekeeper himself, Sean DePass. How are you, sir? Lovely. How are y'all? I love that nickname, by the way. Yeah, I thought about it on the spot. I like that. I like that. Just came out with that really just literally in the moment. No, I thought about it for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I'm going to start making other people call me that. (laughs) You know, give it it. How long are we giving it until he changes his whole Twitter profile to just be the peacekeeper? That'd be cool. John Cena's going to add him and be like, hey, man, I need you to stop. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Oh, and I'm still working on yours, man. I don't know why it's taking me a while, but we'll, we'll get it one day. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a great show today. If you guys are on <laughs> Rip Edwin, Justin, no, it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, I think he's just. <laughs> I think he's yeah, we've cap- not killed him. No. It's okay. He's still alive. He's think, still alive. We think, right? Uh, we think. Yeah, as but, far as you guys know. Exactly. But yeah, shout <laughs> out to Justin. Taking a dark turn very early on. Somber on Tuesday, dark on Thursday. You know, you never know what you're gonna get here at Rising, <laughs> the Rising Podcast. So, um, yeah, shout out to Justin on the chat. Everybody that's watching us right now, Michael, thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. Guys, if you have we've yet. not killed him. We've not killed Edwin. It's okay. I can confirm that I have also not killed Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> we need a Just picture for, of him yeah. with like today's newspaper or something. It's okay. Look, FBI, if you're watching, he's okay. It's not us. Sorry, Edwin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. It really helps us grow. Uh, you guys did it. You guys helped us to over 500 uh, Twitter followers. So we really appreciate that. Our next goal is 1,000. And we'll do something special for that one. And also, if you guys have checked our Twitter lately, uh, we're giving away a Rising Sign shirt. So make sure to go over there, check out that tweet, and uh, make sure that you get a chance to win. What's the uh, what's the handle again? PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the fun. Boom, boom. All right, y'all. We're going to have a great show for you today. Of course, we're going to be talking about this weekend's upcoming game uh, against San Antonio FC in San Antonio. So... That for sure will be a firecracker. We're going to take a look um, also uh, at the other USL games happening this weekend. And of course, we can't talk about soccer, football, uh, without mentioning the World Cup that's coming up uh, this year. And also on Friday, tomorrow, the World Cup draw. So a lot of these teams are going to find out uh, what's going to happen with them in November in Qatar. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that a little bit. So uh <laughs> let's see those washboard oh no my god see what you started owen you mentioned that but i gotta take my shirt off and now people are on the comments saying i still stuff. think yeah can we get the peacekeeper's view on this one i oh think that god. he should do a, a post game shirtless there's no abs are you gonna join him i feel like you guys, he it's... promised he was gonna do it i didn't promise anything <laughs> <laughs> owen's a little fond of watching me without my shirt so i don't, I don't know I, mean, I feel like you i feel like if he's gonna do it you gotta show some solidarity solidarity and do it too owen that's true. That's true. Get Ed, Edwin in on the action. Just do the whole thing. Everybody's got to be shirtless. So, yeah, I agree with Peacekeeper. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, great, great stuff uh, here at the at Rising uh, Podcast, as always. All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and get started. Talk about San Antonio. Big game coming up for Rising. Of course, they had that loss against San Diego this past weekend. Coming off back-to-back losses. You know, just to for people that aren't acquainted with San Antonio, Owen, what can you, what can you say about that team? Well, for a starter, they've won all three games so far, okay? So this is not going to be an easy environment. It's also uh, an away game that Rising has never actually won, which, I, if I'm not mistaken, out of all the teams they've played more than once away from home, only San Antonio is a team they've never gotten three points coming out of that game. It, it's not going to be easy there. And, you know, they're coming in high on confidence. Rising are coming in. Really pretty low on confidence, let's be honest, after yeah. two pretty poor performances. Um, we've got to talk a bit about the way that they play. I mean, we were talking about this earlier before we came on air, and it was, wow, this might be pretty bad for Rising, actually. Yeah. Um, they're not a possession-based team, those guys. They, they're actually averaging only 40% possession through those opening three games. Mm-hmm. Their passing isn't the best. It's uh, I've got the number here. 
It is 66.4% passing accuracy. It's not good at all. Right? Yeah. But they're winning games. They've won all three games so far, and, you know, you've got to hand it to them. They're going to prove a pretty tough test. Yeah, definitely. And like you, like you said, they're undefeated this season. Uh, beat Detroit City at home 1-0. Uh, at Galaxy 2, 2-1, two RGV Toros 2-1 to this past weekend. So from those score lines, it kind of tells me that they're, they're a scrappy team. They're not going to score a lot of goals, but in, like we're saying in the, in the results, they're only beating teams by a score of one. So what, what, what does that tell you as well? I think it's just about the, the way that they play. You know, they're a team that are very physical. Um, they obviously commit a lot of fouls as a result. I mean, look, I, I could talk about this. We've, you know, Landon did enough talking about that last season when he mm-hmm. effectively wrote San Antonio's team talk for him by describing him as not being footballers. But yeah. <laughs> look, what they do is very effective. Um, and you can tell that by the results. But they're going to be a tough prospect because what we know is that Rising, when they go up against these like teams that are happy to let you kind of attack them and not not win the possession game. Um, if Rising can't get a goal, they start to get a bit desperate and they do overcommit. And mm-hmm. that's when they get caught on the counter. Look, we've known this for years. This is this is how you beat Phoenix Rising is that you absorb the pressure and then catch them on the counter. The problem is that a lot of teams aren't good enough to do that. That's yeah. why Rising's had so much success. Mm-hmm. You know, just the quality of the players. But... I, I don't know. It's it's not a game that I feel too confident going into, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, and San Antonio FC, they're off to their best start in history. Three wins uh, out of the three games that they played. Uh, you know, I know their their brand of football is, is, is ugly. You can't even call it that, but they're getting results. So, uh, Look, a win's a win, yeah. right? You can play all the pretty boy football you want, but if you don't get a result at the end of it, who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can go pass the ball around the back as much as you like. There are a lot of teams that do do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, who cares? You've got to come away with three points. Yeah, I get that W. Uh, so along San Antonio FC, you have Colorado uh, with nine points. But out of Colorado and San Antonio, do you is San Antonio maybe the best team in the Western Conference at least right now? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think that. The difference is there are some really good players on that Colorado Springs team um, from atta- an attacking perspective. And it's not not to say that we aren't with San Antonio, but I think that they just buy into that system and the way that they play more. Mm. Um, they're both good, but in different ways. And I think that at the start of the season, we had both of those. We knew that both of those teams were going to be there or thereabouts. They're going to be in the, you know, battling for the top half of the playoffs, get a home game to start the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's early days. It's early days. It is hard to tell. Yeah, no, it's only three, three or four games, you know, so far. So it's 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 easy to make a lot of assumptions, but it's hard to judge exactly how the, the teams are. So um, there is a former rising player that's part of the San Antonio FC, there is. David Loera, um, and he's been arguably, you know, San Antonio's best player this season. And Rick did have some words to say about him. So if we can play that video, let's see what Rick had to say. Yeah, David Loera. I mean, I know this. This kid was here with us. He's a dynamic number ten. He's great on the ball. He's got center of gravity is about two inches off the ground and um he can shift and change directions he's going to be a handful you know and um looking at the way we've played lately the short quick guys give us a give us a a big challenge because we're like lumbering around slowly so we're gonna have to be very aware of of david and and what he brings to that team Definitely some, you know, some good words about David Loera from Rick Schantz there. Before we start to talk about this season with uh, David Loera, what can you say about his time at Rising last season? He played around 11 games, if I'm, if I'm correct? Yes, we came in near the end. Uh, he was on loan from Orlando City. Uh, he, he was just that kind of a really quick guy that just seemed to have pace to burn um, and just didn't slow down at all at any stage. Mm. You know, he would be, all of a sudden, he'd be on one wing. Then you look down, you look up, and he's on the other wing. You know, it was, and that's the kind of energy that he, you needed, really, because he and sometimes would come off the bench, replacing mm-hmm. Arturo, right? You know, late in the game, you want someone who's going to be causing Spark that kind plug. of... Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't necessarily he had the best of years last year, um, but you could see that there was the ground, yeah, well, he had the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, and again, he came late in the season, right? He hadn't played really that year. Yeah. So it takes time to get in and out this year. I mean, 
he is on a different level so far, isn't he, for a free game? Yeah, I mean, two goals uh, so far, if I'm correct, uh, in, with San Antonio. So, And one of them was nominated for goal, goal of the week, So, if, if I remember correctly. So he's doing well. Uh, I do see in the chat here that, uh, for example, Justin saying, us not keeping Laura was a big L. Uh, he wanted him in the team. Thomas as well. Wish we could have kept the dude. Man was a baller, and Alex agrees with them. So, is that you know, is that your general feeling that you wish maybe Rising would have kept them, or was that just the loan situation where sometimes the player just has to go back? It's tough. It's tough. I mean, look, he's off there now doing what he does, starting there. Would you have offered him a starting place here? Because all the people who say they want to keep him, you have to bear in mind there's only so much stockpiling you can do. And the only reason, and a good reason for that is because the players themselves want to be playing, mm-hmm. right? You can't promise him a starting role here. Even, you know, I, I know if you talk to Rick, it'll be, well, you know, no one's promised a starting role or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> look, you, he's not expecting to, is he? If he yeah. comes here, he's behind Arturo. Yeah. Is I, what we'd expect, barring I, uh, a weird twist of mm-hmm. fate during the season. He's behind Arturo. Yeah. Now he's gone to San Antonio and he's proving what he can do when he's a regular starter. Yeah, definitely. Um, so besides David Loera, is there anybody else that from San Antonio that we actually got some breaking news uh, today regarding their starting goalkeeper that uh, Bonilla, he just retired a yeah. few hours ago. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's retired. Um, yeah. Look, we, we don't know why fully. Uh, it's for personal reasons. Um, San Antonio have got a press conference tomorrow. We'll probably get some more information out of that, but it's it's an interesting one to say the least. I mean, three games into the season, and he has retired from football. He started all three of their games as well. Yeah. Um. It means that likely we'll see Jordan Farr in goal. Uh, Jordan came down from India Eleven last season uh, as the as an emergency loan. Actually, I think it was during mm. the during the playoffs. Look, he's a he's a good goalkeeper. Um, not necessarily the the best, uh, but a, a good goalkeeper. He managed to guide him to the Western Conference Finals last year, mm-hmm. uh, not giving up too many goals along the way. So hey, it, it, he's not. It, it's not like you've just leapt to a backup that you think is unqualified. Um, he, he's perfectly qualified. Played a lot of games in the eleven last year. Mm-hmm. Perfectly qualified to be a starting goalkeeper in this league, but definitely not how San Antonio would have wanted things to turn out. I think. Yeah, no, and from what I read on their on their Twitter uh, uh, after they posted that that statement was that. A lot of fans were questioning the fact that they had three goalkeepers in their roster, and now with Bonilla out, and you know, hopefully everything's fine. You know, I'm not, we're not sure what happened there, but he's 28 years old, Colombian. He had been called up to the Colombian national team, never actually played for the senior team, uh, from the research that I had. But a strange situation. But now mm-hmm. you still have two goalkeepers, and like you're saying, at least mm-hmm. the start will one to to be able to cover it with no issues. Um, so yeah, besides besides that goalkeeping position, any anywhere else that uh, rising fans should kind of keep an eye out. So I actually quite like Justin Dillon. Um, his numbers don't always uh, scream at you. You know, when you're a guy who's a a, a winger, centre forward type who's not scoring a lot of goals, which he hasn't, um, barring one season, 2019, when he was with Tacoma, mm-hmm. he scored 12 goals that season in in 25 games, which is a decent haul. You know, sometimes you can look at it and go, oh, maybe it's not that great. But he is a, a real presence. Um, he wins a lot of duels. He wins a good number of balls in the air. I I think that he's the kind of guy who could pose a, a danger. Yeah, no, definitely something to keep an eye out there. And we've got Mitch as well. Everyone, does everyone remember the trialist Mitch? Mitchell Tainter. Back when he was here and they just called him Mitch. That was just the thing. <laughs> well, he was on trial, wasn't he? You know, that was back that season they tried it out a bit weird. It was using the players' first names, but like a shortened version of the first names, okay. which arguably they should go back to because that made it a lot easier on us to work out who the trialists were. <laughs> uh but now there's yeah, just numbers, he's, right? <laughs> yeah. But he's 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 there now in San Antonio. Um and then he's a left back just for people that they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, awesome. So yeah, to make sure to keep an eye on those guys on on Saturday's games. But let's let's uh, turn the page over here and talk about rising. You know, obviously, from what we talked about this week, it's been a bit of a somber mood. You know, over there at the Wild Horse Pass with the training and stuff. So, you know, is this something that's going to affect the players? The fact that they won, they they lost back to back games, and maybe they're not working out as much as you thought they were going to do this season as far as getting the, the goals and, and the wins. And it's not coming as easy as they maybe thought. Uh, yeah, it's look, you can tell the 
just the vibe is a bit different. Um, I think that Tuesday's press conference, we didn't quite get into it. It was a weird press conference, right? Mm. Um, I don't think we've ever had one with Rick that felt quite that way. Um, it, it definitely feels like there is some pressure in there. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've had the big changes to how training's working and all of that. It's interesting, but look, they've got to pick themselves up. And the problem now they're facing is that San Antonio is a tough game. Mm. You don't pick up in that game. Great. Now you've got a midweek cup game. Um, with a midweek cup game, then you say, okay, well, do you really have to play the starters? Whatever. Especially when you've then got another league game on the weekend that you really are desperate to win at that point because you might be three points after four games. Yeah. But what do you do? Because if you lose to Valley United, suddenly that pressure and that negativity just ramps up even more. Yeah. You know, imagine having three points from four games in the league and you've just been binned out the cup by a by a lower division team. That's that's a tough one to take. Yeah. Um, so then what do you do with that? Do you do you actually put those 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 points at risk? Do you just hope that, you know, you and then and then if you drop points against Los Dos again, then then you got New Mexico coming to town. And that is not a game that, that people will accept losing, especially yeah. if the team is has been poor before that. So it's it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah, um, there's no time to just kind of you know moan. Things about are the coming fight. thick and fast now. Yeah. There's very little respite. Um, I don't know. It's look. I I know uh, Thomas there with that comment about you know maybe I should be more worried. Look, and, and they have had <laughs> rough starts in previous seasons, right? That's yeah. that's correct. But again, this one is the. If they lose on Saturday, it will be the worst start that they've had under the Phoenix Rising name. Mm. Uh, it was one of the Arizona United teams, I think 2016, had uh, did the same. But yeah, no no Phoenix Rising or Arizona United team will have done worse if they lose on Saturday through four games. Oh, man. So the way you put it, if Rising comes out with a draw... That's the thing. Like, is, would you be okay with it? And, and chat, I want to know your opinion as well. Would you be okay with uh, getting that point in, in San Antonio? Again, they've never won there, but coming in a little bit better heading into that Valley United US Open Cup game. Look, I think that it's it's an odd one because at the start of the season, if you'd have said, oh, will you take a point in San Antonio? I don't think you say no. I think that as a game, you look at it as one of the tougher away games and you would say flat out, yeah, Point's, point's a good point. Look, mm -hmm. a point in that game is a point gained. Mm -hmm. But now, having had those last three games and seeing what has, has happened there, yeah. it feels now like there's a lot more urgency. You actually have to win that game. Mm -hmm. um, look, I think a point's still a good result, but it still leaves you with that problem of what happens if you drop points in the next few games after. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, no, for sure. And and like you're saying, it's not going to get easier. So might as well just keep working on it now because otherwise you got all those uh, games coming up. So, And then just remind me, so U.S. Open Cup, let's say they win that one. Their next game would be in late April. It's two weeks after. Two weeks after? Two okay. weeks after. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's mid-April, mid I think. Okay, awesome. It's, yeah. It's so another midweek game? Another, another midweek game if they get through that one. Yeah, could be an MLS team. Could be home or away. We don't know. Yeah. Um, that draw will be held on friday next week but yeah, yeah. i'm let's i agree with thomas there yeah draw draw a win in san antonio valley united in la to our games to get our form steady yeah that wouldn't be too i think bad. The, the key for this weekend really the, the biggest key of anything that we could point out rising have to get on the scoreboard first yeah okay this this team last season had a 100 percent record when they took the lead first and that's because how do you beat rising you get them frustrated mm-hmm you know, uh, they didn't win many games. I think it was only two games they won out of 14 when they trailed first. Yeah. It's, that's tough, that's you know, and that's the problem. As soon as yeah, another team scores, it, it allows them to sit back. It allows them to not have to take the kind of risks that Rising will Push punish. up that midfield and they, yeah, you know, hit, they hit on those counters. But then when Rising take the lead, they don't have to take as many risks. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, you don't feel the need to overcommit. Yes, they want more goals. You know, this is a team that will happily go out there and win 6 0. Yeah. Uh, but that's when the other team overcommits, and that's when Rising can take uh, advantage you, of those You spaces. find those gaps appear, yeah, yeah. because the, there's more urgency on the opponent's side. For sure. And that's, uh, you actually just uh, took my next question out of my mouth here. So, what are the keys to getting their first victory 
in San Antonio. Again, they've never won there. The first one that I had was long-range shooting. You know, we saw Saijas uh, with that goal against San Diego. I think Rising should take the opportunities if they have those spaces to do, uh, to take those long-range shots. And hopefully they're either going to get a rebound or, you know, kind of put their, their defense, mm-hmm. you know, on their on their heels. It's an interesting one because normally I would dissuade for a way that push you away from that. I yeah. think that long-range shooting, that kind of like hunting for a highlight reel goal can be... Yeah. Frustrating. You watch it a lot and it's why are you taking those opportunities? Mm-hmm. You are not Cristiano Ronaldo. You are not <laughs> Lionel Messi, right? You are playing in USL. You know, get a little bit of perspective. Of, you're True. a good True. footballer, but the, look, at, at the end of the day, the thing I think is they need to actually work on the service even for the center forward in there. Yeah. I think that's something that's been lacking and it's it, it's been struggles with the wingers. We know that they were struggling, and, and Rick was very blunt about how that's he thought that. That's that still kind of like uh, surprises me. The Marcus Epps no shots on you know even uh, overall. Like not, yeah, not when alone, you, when not you on spat target. those numbers at me on the weekend, oh not weekend, sorry, on Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. on Tuesday, I genuinely was wait really. I know I was like because I, I, I was I'm like I'm not normally shocked by that kind of stuff, <laughs> but that was that was shocking to me. Yeah, and I remember just doing my research before the the show, and I was like, what? Like because I, I was on the USL site. And, uh, and I was like, this can't be true. So I'm just going to say it on the show. And I know Owen's going to probably correct me if I, if I was wrong. But yeah, man, like, and those are, those are one of the things that we need uh, more out of the forwards, exactly how Michael, Michael is saying. Get something out of the forwards, not named Greg. Exactly. So Marcus Epps returning to San Antonio. Do you expect them to start after these three games kind of subpar? It's really hard. It's really hard to tell because of Rick's comment earlier this week about the seven changes. Look, we're not going to see seven changes, surely. Right, it, I don't. I don't I think, think so. There's, no. I think there's a level there of there could be seven changes, and there could be seven places up for grabs. But you're not going to see all seven changes made because I think if they they go into San Antonio making seven changes against a very informed side, yeah, you're going to struggle. Um, because look, people people are quick to throw up the are they gelling quick enough as one of the reasons why. Rising have struggled so far this season. Well, you're going to make seven changes, and that's going to fix it. That wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, no, but, for you sure. know, the only the only reason that that would work is if it is genuinely some of the individual players aren't playing as well as they should be playing. Mm-hmm. You're replacing with someone who's going to do better. Um, look, they. I think that we know Rick likes to play players against their former teams. Mm-hmm. So I think that Marcus Epps probably plays at least off the bench at least off the bench. And he's a he's a good player. I mean, it's just been a poor start to the season. And you were saying, you were saying very, when looking at those stats is that, yeah, he doesn't have the shots on target. Uh, but as far as services, key passes, he's getting that side of, yeah. the, of, the, of his game done. Yeah. Okay. He's still getting that done. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of expected that to a degree. But it was just the complete lack of any shots that's a surprise. Yeah, no, seeing that zero there, <laughs> I think it was just, they just For leave it. Three games, you've taken no shots as a winger. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely a, a, a wake up call for him uh, if he does play. If he doesn't start, I mean, because uh, I'm, I'm sure Rick's taking a look at that as well. And and I know seeing Santi on the other side frustrated and doing those switches is just he's just trying to kind of wake him up. So uh, Harry here on the chat, what's up, Rising Nation? Wish I could wish you luck this week. Okay. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate that. But we'll see. We'll see how the score is. So speaking of those seven changes, Owen, uh, in, from what I got from Rick is that they're not going to be technically like swap out seven players. Maybe it's a position change yeah. or something like that. So I don't see seven changes overall, but do you see maybe one or two at least that are for sure going to happen? I can see a few happening. I think the way that Rick's been talking about and and Thomas called it here with uh, Sejas, mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling that he wants to give... Luis a a bigger role this week. Yeah. Um, there was a whole like, and I'm pretty sure the club posted it right. A whole answer just on we've got to find a way to get him involved because every mm-hmm. time he comes out there, he's doing exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. I think that we could see him starting, or we could see him as the first guy off the bench. Okay. Um, besides that, look, some of those tactical adjustments, things like Daniel can play on the left if you need him to. Um. Other guys like, I mean, Arturo can play as a winger. We know that Arturo can play as a winger. And, you know, it's little things like that more than anything. I think that the, there's not going to be wholesale mm-hmm. wholesale change. Se- seven surely isn't going to happen. I tell you what, if it happens, I am going to be 
very, very <laughs> surprised when that team sheet comes out. So when you're saying Seijas, so would you push Marcus Epps out, out of the lineup and maybe have him come off the bench if you're going to put Arturo on in that left winger position? It's it's interesting. It's tough. Um, or do you or switch Santi to the other side? I, so th- this is this is the question, right? Because Santi's not had a great start to the season either. And does he deserve time? Has he proven that he he can do it and should have time? Yeah, yeah. I think that he should. But that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen in mm-hmm. any given match day. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough to work out. And the thing is, Luis is quite a versatile player in that midfield to, to Justin's point. So it's hard to tell who he'll be starting in place of. Yeah. I don't know. It's. It, I mean, look, it's not Kev Lambert. He's not replacing yeah, Kev Yeah, I don't Lambert. think Lambert Okay, that's, that's not happening. Quinn, I don't see it either. I don't think... Quinn, uh, I, so Michael you think C- Arturo? Or do you I'm, think he's replacing a winger with Arturo pitched out wide? I don't know. Because uh, we saw a little bit of Arturo against San Diego. Uh, honestly, I kind of want to see Calistri. You know, give him a little bit of a start. I know that's you want to get Vito out there a little bit. You know, yeah. maybe see if he can jump start it. You know, I know th- he's that utility guy. Um, yeah, the Michael says here, Arturo and Sejas, uh left and, and right midfielder, and then two forwards. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, it's it's tough. You know, I think if you take out if you're gonna put in Sejas, Arturo's gonna go to the bench, mm. and then I don't know if Sejas is able to do ninety minutes and maybe put Arturo. You know, maybe in the 60th, 70th minute. And especially is... because we know that Arturo and that kind of unpredictability that he has, it allows you to, to play around a bit more. Um, I mean, I, I know there that Michael... Michael, I wish. Uh, I wish, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> and I'm intrigued. We haven't seen Richmond Dansway. I've seen him in the stands. Oh, yeah, know. we know he exists. We saw him in preseason. I want him to play. I want him to be in the bench at least. He, is a, he is a real guy. He's not a simulation. He's actually there, but... We've yet to actually see him out on the field. But. We do have to acknowledge uh, Mr. Edwin Pettis from the grave. Uh, sorry, the couldn't grave. be in today, boys, but keep killing it. Then. I like how we were making all the jokes earlier about it's okay, we haven't killed him. And then he throws down, keep killing it, boys. Yeah, like, it's kind it's... of ironic. For the FBI agent that is watching the show, this is this should be all the proof that you need that none of us have killed. Edward. YouTube's gonna like censor us with all this. Like, it definitely is not the intern next to me commenting <laughs> as Edwin. We're not we're not covering anything up. <laughs> all right, yeah, but yeah, we do miss you, Edwin. But we do have Mr. Peacemaker here, so I think we're okay for it today. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, that, a lot of chess pieces to move. We'll, we'll see on Saturday what happens with that. I'm excited. I think. Rick is, you know, kind of said a little bit earlier, he's maybe not the world's greatest tactician, but I think this will kind of put him to the test a little bit to see if he can kind of jumpstart this team because, you know, lack of effort, energy, he, you know, like you're saying in that press conference, he just looked like he was kind of done, you know, with all this stuff. I think he's already had this conversation with it's the players. Been, it's been a, a tough week. And it's been a tough week for a lot because you have to do after, look, after a bad result, there are ways you can rationalize it, you know? Yeah. After Vegas, you go, okay, everything was ridiculous. You know, the bad second half against Monterey Bay, eh, complacent. You know? And then San Diego, by the time San Diego comes around and you, you lose that game, it's hard to come out with excuses and you have to start doing some genuine soul searching. And and I think that is kind of what we've seen. It's, it, it will be a rough week, right? This is a team that's supposed to compete for titles and... Mm-hmm. And they've been struggling early doors. You're gonna have that kind of a, a kind of questioning, and you know that if they're having those conversations, at least they're doing the right thing. They're they're working on how they're going to improve it for the, for the weekend now and going forward in the season. But yeah, for now, it's a bit tough. It's a bit tough. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, y'all. So to wrap this segment up, what's your prediction for for the game? Oh. And I chat. Yeah, let this us know. Hard. Let us know what you think. This one's hard. <laughs> I feel like we need to get the peacemaker to go first. Peacemaker, let's go. Throw it out there, Sean. Listen, I um, I don't know the team as well as either of you, so this is not as informed of an opinion. But I, when I'm on the Sun Devil show, I like to try and be an optimist. So I'm going to be an optimist here. I'm going to go with a a two one win. All right, Sean, let's go. So you're backing him. Two I mean, one. I I say so too. Two one. I think Rising will fall, will give up the first goal and then come back and score two. I'm gonna flip it the other way around. One two. Rising I'm gonna have lose. him lose two one. Oof. I think it's a, it's Oof. a very tough place to play, right? And that's it's not a slight on Rising. The fact that I'm saying this necessarily, mm-hmm. okay? It is a tough place to play, and they win a lot of games. 
again, they they've won all three games. So well, Carrie's saying two two. San Antonio fan on the chat Who saying two two. There's been a lot of wasn't it? I'm trying to think, the last time these two sides met. Are there typically so it was a lot of goals? 2019, wasn't it? Well, 2019, yes. <laughs> there was a lot of goals in that opening game. It was a free-all draw away in San Antonio. I think I'd rather see him play like that. Like, you know what? Screw the defense. We're just gonna, we're just gonna try to score some goals and have some fun. Yeah, no defending. Just yeah, vibes. no defending. Yeah, let's, yeah. Just, <laughs> let's just do it how it is. Yeah, I, it's almost I, like that El Paso lights game. That was crazy. Back, that yeah. was crazy. I don't know if anybody in the chat saw that game, but I think it was. We we're watching some other game. I think it was the qualifiers, and we're just no, no, no. We we're watching the San Diego. We were game. watching San Diego yeah, against Tulsa, one. and then you just open up your phone. And it's like, why have there been five goals in ten minutes? <laughs> Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo. Oh, oh, yeah. Cal Jennings. Oh, gotta switch it. Yeah, Sean. Good question on the chat here. Why haven't you gone to a game? I think we're trying to get the whole PHNX crew. Listen, I've been to Rising games before. I haven't yet this season. Um, but I, you know, the dollar thing, huh? Dollar beer thing. No, I went last year. Um, um, just for random, I went to the the 90th minute winner against New Mexico or, or yeah mm-hmm. against New Mexico. Um, that mm-hmm. was my first ever game, so that was one hell of an experience. But I haven't had you know. There's so Coyotes saw that play. game and he said, "I'm never coming back." No, here. I went to another one. I went to <laughs> I went to another one last season. I forget. I think it was against Las Vegas. Actually, it wasn't against Las Vegas. Um, but I haven't had a chance this season. Other work responsibilities. There. But I trust me and my girlfriend love going to rising games, so I will be back. But here's the question: Do you watch them from the south end? No, I haven't had that that opportunity yet. Okay, I feel like so the what's South holding you back? Like scary for some people, like for their first. Oh, game? I would go if I was with some people. I don't know if I would go by myself. But <laughs> I would if I had. A, a They're guide. a big family down there. Just go join them. Do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sounds like a threat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do it yeah, or else. Well, this has got a really dark undertone to this whole episode, right? Relax. Here. We started by killing off Edwin, but we family. didn't kill off Edwin. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it sounded like now we're threatening. Yeah. It's oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Justin says I'll go to an ASU game of Sean's choice if he gets to uh, if he gets rising season tickets. ASU U of A this year for football. That's uh, well, uh, American football. If that's what you're talking. About. I gotta go to an ASU football game. I haven't gone in like years. I remember those uh, fireworks used to scare me. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go. We'll go one day. Before we aren't scary. Yeah. See, there we go. They're not scary. They're telling you themselves. <laughs> Big family. There we go. I don't know. A little no, veil of I, threats there. I believe they're I believe they're friendly. I they I listen. They're friendly unless you are Andrew Carlton. Yeah. I, then I, they're not friendly. I'm not gonna do but anything. That's, to... that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything to upset them. I feel like we could get along. We'll we'll post a picture once Sean goes. Yeah. It'll uh, happen eventually. I, I'll, I'll, it'll happen this season. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right, y'all. Awesome segment here. We're gonna take a quick break and talk about drafting. So if you guys haven't yet. You guys can join the college basketball fun that's happening right now. You can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Should be fun. Should be fun with the Final Four. We'll see. You- well, is is USL as well. That's USL true. betting. You Let's know, go. There is a game tomorrow, uh, so we do have odds for that one now. Let's check Charleston it out. Battery against Las Vegas Lights. Who, can I, who can are I you taking it? there? Who are you taking them. there? Who are you taking there? Dang, Charleston been okay. I'll take Vegas. I want. The, uh- yeah, Charleston have Charleston have not been that good though. Really, have okay. they? They they got that one result over Tulsa, and then besides is that, the that, one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, they got that one result of a Tulsa. I'm on that Danny Trejo train. They lost away to Detroit, and then they lost 4-1 in midweek to Atlanta United 2. And yet you can get odds of plus 265 on Vegas. I'll take that one. If you want to take the draw, no bet. You want to hedge, you know, keep it safe, keep Mm -hmm. it safe. It's plus 145. Yeah. 
on on Vegas. Yeah, you gotta take advantage of these. So yeah. I think that's that's the one. That's the one for me. Uh, we'll have to hang fire on Saturday's games. They usually go up tomorrow. Okay, um, day of the game, uh, day before. Yeah, typically okay. day before for USL games on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm taking Vegas on that one. So right. I I think it's probably the one to go. Probably the one to go. Nice, nice, nice. All right, y'all. And then uh, we do have to let you know that we have uh, new items at PHNX lot phnxlocker.com so i know we got our can't really see it but i got my shirt here but owen has something even better yeah right we've now. uh we got hats now see if we can put it a little bit closer and see yeah. phnx hat this one's the trucker one right the, i think it is yeah. yeah yeah they got snapbacks they got the dad hats which is the one that i prefer uh sean you got a hat right now no oh you got the d-backs hat yeah uh, i the, do have uh, a hat i'm not wearing it right now i have the the snapback i, I do like it yeah that one's really mm-hmm. nice as well so yeah if you guys haven't yet you can go to phnxlocker.com to get your hats there or you can get the phnx rising podcast shirt as well and uh, support us here at the show but yeah go check them out we got some really good shirts and uh, you guys can support us from there all right y'all so uh to wrap up the show we're going to talk some uh world cup qualifying draw which is happening tomorrow really early it's like at 9 a.m yeah well you gotta wake up for yeah, that the- one world doesn't revolve around american time zones does it <laughs> i wonder I what mean, time it is is it it must be night think, think about it what is it 9 a.m here because the games will be like at 5 a.m 5 9 or something uh They're early so 9 a.m in phoenix arizona is 7 p.m in qatar makes sense okay so you know yeah so i mean i do get up before nine guys i'm not saying that i don't but, but yeah it's gonna be early uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so yesterday uh, we saw the U.S. and Mexico qualify. Costa Rica is going, uh, Canada as well, but they qualified earlier. And then uh, Costa Rica as the fourth spot. Um, so they're going to be playing against uh, New Zealand. The believe it's New Zealand, yeah. yeah. And so and then Peru on the South American side, they're going to play against the, uh, the the winner of Oceania. So uh, really interesting. We did see some uh, scenarios here that you were playing at. So any anything of note? Well, I did a uh, if if we want to make everyone happy, <laughs> I did a I did like a mock draw earlier just to see like with all the permutations how yeah. could it work out, and just by pure chance with this one, I ended up with a group A that was Qatar, the US, Tunisia, and then the winner of the UEFA playoff, which of course could be Wales. Will be Wales. I'm I'm on that Wales train now. Let's He's backing us. I'm Let's not so sure. After, after we've, seen too much. we've seen too much. It's, uh, it's too many times of heartbreak with Wales. Michael's but look, that group, England and Wales. I don't think they can be in the same group. We right? can. We okay. can. So you can have up to two UEFA teams in a group. Okay. Um, no double of any other confederation. But but because there are more than eight UEFA teams, yeah. you have to allow a second. That's you true. can't have more than two. But look, if you could get Qatar, US, Tunisia, and Wales in a group. I think you'd be pretty much set on that one. That would, last, that would make everyone happy. The surely. last time we talked World Cup, um, I said Forza Italia, and then Italy promptly failed to qualify <laughs> for the World Cup. Um, so so who are you supporting now? Uh, well, Don't support Mexico, please. I, I feel obligated, <laughs> I feel obligated to, to support the U.S. now, because who else? But once the U.S. gets eliminated, which I know they will, I'm backing Wales with you, Owen. I, I don't know if I want you back in Wales. After what you just said, I don't yeah, know if I, don't I want know. that. That's, I don't know about that. Bad that's energy. risky. I'm rooting for a, a Mexico-Wales World Cup oh final. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I, I mean, that'd be really fun, honestly. I'd be crying if we make it that far at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it should be, should be fun. Yeah, the World Cup is always, like, you know, a special time, at least for me. I always try to take that month off just to watch all the games as much as I can. I know the older I get, the less I can do it, but... Hopefully this yeah. this one will be really fun. It was fun last time because it hit like right at that sweet spot between finishing my mm-hmm. undergrad degree okay. and actually like you know having to go off and do something else. Then so I just had the whole month to affect. Yeah, that's that's how it worked just out. Sit yeah, around and watch games. I saw. I remember my roommates would wake up and like I think the earliest game was like at five or something, and I would wake up so early that I would fall asleep during that first game. <laughs> And uh, they'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to watch the games, man. But it's not working out too The only too problem well. was that the English went doing all right last time. Um, and unfortunately, being surrounded by a lot of English people, that was it. Yeah. yeah. No. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we can get a World Cup watching uh, watch party in November. We'll see. We'll figure something out here. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sean, with all due respect, Sean, if the U.S. gets kicked, Wales will be right with them. Uh, Sean, uh, U.S. flags, uh, Ramona and alternate universe. Yeah, man, England is just better than us right now. <laughs> we'll see. So... 
Uh, pot one, those are the big, big uh, heavy hitters. So you have Qatar, which you know you drew in your group. Brazil, Belgium, France, Argentina, England, Spain, Portugal. You gotta want Qatar, surely. If you if you're not supporting any other team in pot one, surely you want Qatar. Besides Qatar, who else would you want? Oh. In chat, let me know. Portugal, uh, they kind of underperformed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, qualifying mm-hmm. quite a bit. I for, think that, for them to have that much talent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that that might be a be a decent one. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of going with this World Cup curse, so I would pick France. You know, I know it's not going to happen, but we've seen that every World Cup winner just crashes out at the next World Cup. So I keep up with the trend. So I would go with France on that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll talk about the, the U.S. a little bit. So they missed 2018 back in 2022. Do you see them going far? A lot of these players are really young. Not not a lot of international experience besides this. <laughs> Uh, CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. So do you see them at least getting out of their group, regardless of where, where they draw? It's tough because you don't know who they're going to draw. That's the real tough thing here, yeah. right? You know, we we all joke about, oh, Wales, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but we're, we're ranked, what, 18th or 19th in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in pot four, if in theory, if we because we haven't yet qualified, you know. Yeah. That would be a rough draw out of pot four, given that most of the teams there are ranked substantially lower. Um, you know, it's possible. Okay, so who can the US not draw? Let's see. They can't draw Canada. There's a positive because that's another tough one in part four. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't draw Canada first off because Ghana is pretty tough. I Ghana would say. often give, yeah, there's history there. There's I, history there. Um, I, I don't think people should sleep on Ecuador either. You know, they're young, they're hungry, they want to win. They got third place in the in the Congo Bowl uh, qualifying. So, can't sleep on those ones. It's, it's a know, tough. It's tough because, okay, so the U.S. are in pot two, but mm-hmm. you look in pot three and you've got people like Poland in there mm-hmm. that can, they can show up. Yeah. Whoever there's gets lot, Poland lot, is screwed, There's a yeah. lot of those kind of teams in there that are like, you know, are they great? No. Are they They're going to make a run at the cup? No. Yeah. But are they the kind of people that show up and in their one-off game against you get a result and then... Yeah. Suddenly you're questioning because you know you've got free games. You go there, you got free games to get out that group. Imagine you get a Brazil, you can get a Germany, uh, you can get a Senegal, you can end up with Wales, like <laughs> Canada. That, yeah, imagine if the US rough. end up drawing Brazil, Poland, and Wales. That's that's, that's a fun. tough group. Yeah. What's the easiest you could get? You said Qatar, right? Qatar, I think, is pot, pot two, one. Who, pot two is the US. So you'd put them as the easiest. Well, no, I, I thought we were talking about who the US could draw. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, uh, the easiest in pot two. Um, you have Qatar and pot one. See, but you don't want it really. Denmark are in pot two. And I don't know if you really want a whole lot to do with them. But they're, they're you know, when you compare it to people like the Netherlands or Mexico or Croatia and Germany in there and Uruguay. You, you know, want you... to draw the host, though. You think they're gonna have that support from their fans? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not even expanding on that. I'm yeah. just saying now. No, I get you. Um, I get you. And then you look at like, I guess, third place teams. Have you got in there? Um, Serbia, Serbia, Tunisia, Iran, Serbia. See, Serbia are they as good as Poland? No. Yeah. But yeah. again, they're that kind of team that you don't really want much. I don't know. They could show up and. You I've know, always liked Japan. Make it out I, I like the way Japan plays every World Cup. They, I always like them. They, they took Belgium pretty much to the last minute. You know, if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that defense, mm-hmm. they could have made it to the next round uh, during the last World Cup. So I, you know, I've always liked them. Pot four is just crazy, man. Like it's weird, isn't yeah. it? And the thing is, it's w- always going to be weird because you've got the playoff teams in there which are ranked below. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and you will. I mean, it's a World yeah. Cup. You will eventually have to play a good team. Um. It's a weird one in pop four because you've got the teams are the lowest that have actually made it through their respective ones. Then you've got the playoff teams who some of them are very good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, and I was talking to you about this earlier with Costa Rica. I think they're going to beat New Zealand pretty handily. And Costa Rica pl- got the same amount of points as the U.S. They only, you know, ended up in the uh, that playoff spot thanks to goal difference. So Costa Rica's not to be slept on. I know their generation's a little bit older now, but... Definitely something to look at. Peru played pretty well. Uh, they have to be either Australia or the United Arab Emirates. So we'll see how that goes. And, of course, Wales. Uh, so 
Wales, when will they play their actual game? Because June is the one where Ukraine and, and Scotland, right? So what are we looking at here? No one knows? I'm just shrugging at this point. I don't, we don't know. No one knows I think anymore. they're going to play in um, September, like two months ago. That's, no, surely not. I, no. I've heard, the thing is, people have been suggesting, well, oh, what if Ukraine can't play? And, and then you'd have to push the Ukraine-Scotland game back to September. And it's like, there's only so far you can push stuff back. Yeah. Like, eventually... You, well, get you need those tune-up games. Where... You have a FIFA window, you know, in, in the middle. But, but even like, how do you how do you logistically arrange some of this stuff? Yeah, you know, when you're two months out for the World Cup, it's it's not great. Well, Costa Rica not... and Peru are playing in in Qatar. They're going to be playing their one-off game there. Do you think they'll do that with Wales if it's that far pushed? No, I I can't see it because the problem is it's not space before. Mm. You've got a, given the way that this falls in the middle of this season. Yeah, um, uh, the middle of the you know. European season and, and other countries that play in that kind of a winter season. Um, you know, they've cut it down so the mm. release date is really close to the start of the tournament. Yeah. There isn't that much time. Yeah, not at really all. Really not that much time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, you know, I did get news that Mexico will be playing in L.A. in September against Argentina. So that's going to be something I look forward to. Probably another game against Brazil uh in san francisco so we'll see how that goes and honestly i want them to play a european team european or african just to kind of you know see see what they're all about struggle with those for the tune-ups just because um june and september is uefa nations league so you won't get a european team well that's true yeah yeah they're all a bit busy yeah i'm not the more i think about it like i get the nations league and we can talk about this later but i'm not a super big fan of of that but we'll see we'll talk about it another day but uh anything else owen should we, we we didn't address the uh, big games this weekend, did we? Uh, yeah, about the USL. Let's talk, about Let's talk a little bit about USL quickly. The biggest game, I think, this weekend, undoubtedly, is the game that they picked for Game of the Week. Mm. Um, it's on ESPN Deportes, I believe. On Sunday. On Sunday. San so. Diego Loyal against El Paso Locomotive. This is where it gets real for El Paso and their new coach. Oof. Three games in. Three losses. No points. The fans aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two of you them at home tell. too, right? Two of those games at home. Yeah. Now they're going away to play San Diego. This is not going to be an easy game. If they have lost four games to start the season, you mm. really are getting into when do you hit the panic button. Yeah. You think they'll give the coach the boot if uh, they lose again? I don't know. Depends on how they lose. USL's a weird league in that sense. It's yeah. hard to tell. Um. And I'm not going to pretend that I have any intel on that one because I don't. Um, but I don't know. The pressure's got to be on, surely, at that point. Because yeah, you know, how do you start a season when you are a team that is just, you know, really blown people away in its first few years? Mm-hmm. You know, they made their first two conference finals. Uh, and then the season after, they were second in the conference in the regular season. So expectations are there. Expectations are way through the roof. Yeah. And yet they've lost three games to start the season. Could be about to make it four. Yeah. Not good at all. That's tough. That's tough. Well, we know how they feel, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loudon have got a risk now as well, haven't they? I'm on that Loudon train. Let's do it. Loudon train. All over to the top. Let's go. Look, they are unbeaten now through three games, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Unbeaten through three. Let's see. Two wins and a draw, I think. Loud and loud and yeah, they're in fourth. Yeah, two wins and one two draw. Two wins and a draw, and they're playing Pittsburgh away from home. Could this be the game that they lose, and then it starts? You start to see the wheels coming off. No way. No, you're backing them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh. Yeah, two wins, one losses as well. So this should be fun. Should be a fun should game. Be a fun game. We'll um, and then the other one that intrigued me is Birmingham Legion. Um, have really not been as good as I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Louisville. They're hosting them. Hosting them. Yep. Big game. You got to get a result in that. Louisville one, really. got a tie last week. So yeah, yeah, but that again, that was a that was a tough game because it's playing against a rival. Um, what do they call it the rivalry? Oh, that one. Uh, fun of it. You said it, but I can't. Louisville remember. Indianapolis Proximity Association <laughs> Football Contest. It's meant to be a joke. Yeah, no, ironic. Yeah, the fact that you know you're not <laughs> that close to each other, but still, it, it's. It is a rivalry, so I mean, at the end of the day, you expect the away team, even though they've struggled, and Mark Lowry's been struggling to adjust there. Mark Lowry, of course, the former El Paso coach mm. who left over the off season to go to Indy. Um, he's been struggling with the personnel there, but they, you know, you get the best out of your players. 
in a game like that. Yeah. You always do. So, and look, when they were posting things about Louisville had the, their club posted like a tailgate schedule like type thing of mm. when things opened and all that. And then they had at the very end of it, the time where, where they were going to drink when Louisville won. And it's like, you post stuff like that, you deserve to not win. Ooh. You post stuff like that, you deserve to not win. Yeah. Okay. Fans chat that kind of nonsense, but the <laughs> club shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, on the Western Conference side, you got uh, Oakland Roots hosting Tampa Bay. Tough game. Tough game. Very sure. tough game. But, of course, shout out to Juan Guerra getting his first uh, point as a coach. I mean, that... it was one point, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, it's a draw away to New Mexico. They'll take it. They were on nothing prior to that. For sure. And then uh, you have Sacramento Republic hosting Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay playing a lot better ever since that second half with uh, with Rising. So uh, they got their first win last week. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can keep it going. And Sacramento, a scrappy win on the weekend. But uh, it's a win. Win's a win. Hey. Look, they're, they're a better team by far, I think, than Monterey Bay. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. See there. what happens. It is in uh, Health Park, though. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, Monterey doesn't play at home for like another month. No, or two, they're right? still getting that ready. Still yeah. getting that stadium ready. All right, for sure. Uh, any other games that stand out to you? Not really, yeah, I don't it, think. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered it all there. All right, awesome. Well, sounds good on that side. But uh, I think that kind of wraps up the today's show, Owen. Thank you a lot for your insight today. Of course, we want to thank Peacemaker, Mr. Peacemaker, for helping us out today with uh, Edwin's absence. I think he left the chat already. He just came in to send those two messages. But, yeah, we appreciate everybody on the chat being so, uh, so uh, busy and, and typing all that stuff. We always appreciate you. Justin Thomas. Michael, all the guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will. Are you going to be at the Valley United opener? They're playing tomorrow night. Oh, I, tickets were like 20 bucks. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I'm just going to click just to see. I was like, I expect like $5. You know with media, we could probably get a credential, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I should have thought about that. But yeah, it was 20 bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying 20 bucks for that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Nisa's got to pay for the pizza somehow. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> pizza party. Alex says he'll be there. Let us know. Let us know what's, what happens. I got a free one from them. I think the first 100 people that signed up for something got a free ticket or something like that. Should have done that. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps it up. We will be back on Saturday after the game, uh, hopefully with good news and good results over there in San Antonio. Uh, any last words, Owen? No. Uh, Edwin's not dead. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Edwin's not dead. Mm, he Sounds said, awfully suspicious. I yeah. was just saying. <laughs> He said menacingly. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us again for another edition of the PHNX Rising podcast. Until then, we will see you. Take care.